0: Hi folks, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics Another Back to Basics for another week for Season 3. Today we're going to speak with Andrea Nicholson and we're going to find out what is nutrition all about. What is good for you? What is bad for you? What is great for you? What is not good for you? And that's what we're going to go and find out. How much should we have and how much should we not have? Do we take that in moderations or should we not? That's what we're gonna go and talk about. She's a nutritionist and we're gonna find out all the details about it. So why don't we find out who she is, what she is, and why she is on Back to Basics. Let's get there. Hi folks, my name is Girish Pally. As I said on my intro today, we're gonna speak with Andrea? Hmm. What are we going to talk about as i said we're talking about the foundation of health now why is this so important actually it's very important if you think about it i mean for me that is i don't know about you but you make that judge of that but health is one thing that i've been told by my parents that health is wealth now the question is is it really wealth or is it just a gimmick of how people want to advertise as media usually does. So why don't we find out from our guest today to find out the details about the health and the foundation of herself. So hello, how are you? And thanks for coming to Back to Basics.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation. I think it's gonna be great. We're gonna talk about a lot of different fun topics.
0: Thank you. Thank you for uh, for coming here on uh, Back to Basics. And thank you again for supporting me. But before we start about the foundation of health, and what does it mean to you? What does uh, Back to Basic mean to you?
1: You know, I think that just literally means getting back to the basics, getting to the foundations, doing the things that we know actually matter, the things that humans have done throughout all of human history to survive and thrive. And so really getting back to, you know, good nutrition and exercise and focusing on quality sleep and managing stress and just getting back to the foundations of what it really takes to be healthy.
0: I totally agree with that. Thank you again for answering that. And again, thank you again for coming on the show. But you know, let me ask you this. You would think that it would be a secondhand nature when it comes to, let's say, when we shower, when we brush our teeth and do our schoolwork, when we go to work and come back and take care of each other and taking care of your skin and health and everything else. You would think that foundation of health would be a secondhand thing, wouldn't you think?
1: You would think so, except that there's so many misconceptions. There's so many different opinions. There's so many different commercial interests. There's lots of different reasons why people get off track. And it's not always easy to do the foundations when, you know, cookies or call your name and pies and all of these, you know, far tastier things. It's hard sometimes to stick to the foundations when you've got all these temptations.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but thank you. Thank you again for that. But When we when it comes to processed food and regular natural food, when it comes to fitness, health and everything else, you would think natural is the way to go or organic is a new word that we're using nowadays. But you would think that's natural, isn't it? Or you think the process is the best way to go?
1: Now, definitely, the, the more natural the product, the better getting back to nature, getting back to what nature provides, that's part of getting back to the basics, getting back to the foundations is getting back to what the earth is providing to us instead of what factories and people are providing. I think that's a big component of it. Um, You know, the term organic is kind of comical because that's actually unadulterated, not processed with pesticides and herbicides and chemicals and genetic modifications and all of the things that our modern food suppliers like to do, Hmm. organic is actually the original whole basic food. So it's kind of interesting that now we have to label the actual natural thing instead Hmm. of labeling the things that we've done to alter food.
0: Thank you again. But before we get into the details, I just wanted to ask you a question. When we, when we say the word organic, does it, does it kind of irritate you because we grew up as natural and organic is more of a, a media hype, or do you think that is the new word? I mean, what do you think of that?
1: You know, there's all kinds of different definitions to things. And, you know, so you've got the legal side of things you've got all, there's just a whole bunch of different ways to look at it. So unfortunately organic now, by the way, our labeling laws are written mean that it's not sprayed, it's not altered, it's not, you know, changed. It is the natural product and it's grown without chemical or, you know, other interventions. And so, unfortunately, we have this title and now the term natural doesn't really mean what it should mean. Yeah. There's a lot of confusion in the terms that we use nowadays.
0: Yeah. Thank thank you again for explaining that. So, can we explain to people that what are the main three top questions that people, they come to you when they, when they talk about nutrition, when they talk about lifestyle, because that's, that's your main thing. And that's your main bread and butter when it comes to that. So can you explain that to people?
1: Yeah, I think the top questions are, you know, what should I be eating? How often should I be eating? And then, you know, what other things are like the big things that we should focus on? You know, if there's only a couple things that I can do, what are kind of those big things that I can do? So those are the the things most people are confused about. They don't, there's so many different diet plans. People don't know really what the best diet plan or what the best foods are. Mm -hmm. And then within that, they, there's a lot of misconceptions on, do we eat every couple of hours in small meals? Do we do meals and snacks? Do we do just meals? Do we intermittent fast and we don't eat very often at all? Like there's all these different plans. And then what else beyond just food, what else should we be focusing on? So Hmm. those are kind of the big questions that most of my clients ask.
0: So then how do you answer that question? I mean, is is it because of weight? Is it because of, um, I don't know, the ethnic group that I'm coming from or location I'm coming from? What, you know, I'm a vegetarian, I'm a non-veg, I'm a vegan. I mean, how do you, how do you, are these the questions you ask them to, get a better understanding as to what answers you should give them.
1: Yeah, I think there are a lot of individual variations here. So we have to look at what you like to eat. If you mm. hate all of the foods that I'm telling you to eat, you're never going to stick with it. So we do have to take into account the foods that you actually do enjoy or the foods that you're willing to eat. Mm. But we also need to take into account what your body needs. There are basic needs that our bodies need and how much of each thing is individual. How often Mm -hmm. are you working out? What kinds of workouts are you doing? How stressful is your life? How active is your day job? Mm -hmm. All of these things play into what nutrients you actually need. Do you Mm -hmm. have existing deficiencies? Are -hmm. you lacking in certain nutrients? Do you have genetic anomalies that are meaning you need higher levels than someone else, or you can't handle higher levels than someone else? Mm -hmm. So we really do have to take into account both the biology, what's actually going on with your body right now and what might be lacking in getting you to where you wanna be, but also what you like and dislike and what your kind of boundaries around food and lifestyle habits are, Hmm. because if you hate it, you won't do it. So we do have to take into account both sides.
0: But you know, honestly, between you and me, I don't like greens. I don't (laughs) like vegetables, right? And I don't like Brussels sprouts. I don't like um, uh, asparagus, for example. I mean, these these are the words that I've been hearing from other people, so then how do you explain that these things are good for you? These are needed for you. Like spinach is is good because of iron, right? And uh, sun is needed because the, the vitamin D is there. So how do you explain to people that every component is good, but in small moderations? How do you explain that?
1: You know, I think it depends a lot on the client in front of me. I think there's lots of options. There's no one food that everyone must eat. So if there's a food that like Brussels sprouts that you just don't like, there's probably other options that we can incorporate that will give you the nutrients instead of that one food. There's no real, you must eat this food. It's so good for you. You must. There's no one food that that's true for. So I think if we can find substitutions for things that you do like or will eat, or if we can find a mechanism of cooking it, where you'll eat it, maybe you know, maybe you just need a new recipe or a new way to cook it. Um, so I think there's a couple different avenues we can explore there. I think sometimes people are more willing to try things when they see, like on their lab work, that they're deficient in something. You know, sometimes having that hard data is really eye opening. That it's like, okay, well, I really need this, and it's causing these problems. I can see it right there on the piece of paper, and it link- you know, it ties directly with my symptoms. Sometimes that data is enough to say, okay, fine, I'll figure out a way to eat it or I'll figure Mm -hmm. out a way to incorporate these other foods. So I think there's a lot of different avenues that we can take people down to convey the message of why it's important, why Mm -hmm. it will matter for them and finding things that will work for their tastes and their interests and their their boundaries
0: and, and just to be clear, when you say data, you're talking about the blood tests that you get from the doctors, and and what you need, and what you need to minus out. Is that the data you're talking about?
1: Yeah, it could be blood work that your doctor has run. It could be a functional test that maybe I've ordered for you. It could be, you know, any of those kinds of data. Even data from like a wearable technology. If you're using your Apple Watch or a Garmin or a Fitbit, or if you have a continuous glucose monitor, or you've done even um, glucose monitoring on a finger stick machine you know any of these kinds of data points can be useful if you've gone to a gym and had a body scan done you know all of these kinds of things can provide us with hard data that we can use to inform where your body is out of balance
0: Hmm. but uh, thank you again for that. explaining that you know back in the days (laughs) where you know we we all used to eat everything i mean heavy fat fried fat fried chicken fried vegetables fried everything uh maybe all day long they eat rice and maybe even the evening exercise is like zero but they do a lot of walking they do a lot of activities during the day so that is kind of an exercise right do you think this is the new lifestyle that we're coming in that we don't do any of that and that's why we have to watch what we eat
1: I think there's a lot of things that have changed about the way we live today. I think technology has changed so many things. We're not as active as we used to have to be to function in life. We're, you know, sitting at computers, we're talking on phones or we're playing with devices or watching television. You know, we're doing a lot of these technology-based things rather than physical labor. We're not working fields anymore. We're not you know, biking across town or walking as much as people did not long ago. I think our food supply has also changed. You know, yeah, we used to eat a lot of fried things, but even what they used to fry it in has changed. Most Mm -hmm. of us aren't frying in animal fats and butters and things that they would have done. So, you know, 50 years ago, now it's canola oils and vegetable oils and these highly processed chemical oils that are just different and they're Mm -hmm. more inflammatory and they're just a different chemical profile. Even Mm -hmm. the vegetables and the fruits that we get out of our farms today, aren't the same really as what they were a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, an apple that used to grow naturally in, you know, an apple orchard was, you know, small and sour, and now they're huge and they're all different varieties and they're way higher in sugar. And they're just, it's not the same, Produce that it once was. Mm. Even our animal products aren't the same. The animals Mm -hmm. aren't being fed the same feeds that they would have eaten naturally. They're Mm -hmm. not roaming in fields and eating grasses and weeds and all the things. They're eating corn and grains and leftover products from other food manufacturing. So every step of our food handling, our food production has changed. So our lifestyles have changed and our food supply has dramatically changed. We're also exposed to a lot more toxins than we ever used to be. We have a lot more stress than we used to have. We have even artificial light that allows us to work at hours when we wouldn't have worked, you know, a hundred years ago. Mm. We don't live our lives by the sun anymore. And so a a lot of things have changed. Mm. And, you know, it's highly unlikely that we're going to go back to living like we did a hundred or 200 years ago. But we have to be aware of how all of those things have impacted our health. Do what we can to try to get back to those more natural food sources, you know, quality things, paying attention to that overall lifestyle.
0: Mm. But, you know, I totally agree because, I mean, I, I moved in the States back in 88 and coming from a different country and coming here in the States, I have realized that I'm not allowed to have cherries. I'm not allowed to have kiwi. I'm not allowed to have apples or even plums. And I and I smell that apple and and the fruits that i mentioned back in the days and i can't eat it now is because of the whole process stuff but i've found a different alternative uh, way is to clean it out with vinegar and water and leave it out for hours and hours so then all that 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 the toxin that you're talking about moves away from that fruit and now i'm enjoying it so i i think there's a workaround that's not the better solution but it is, it's a workaround. I mean, what are your thoughts on that?
1: It's definitely a good step. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it doesn't remove all of the toxin, but it definitely reduces tremendously whatever's on the surface of it. Unfortunately, some of it ends up incorporated into the fruit itself just because it's in the soil. It's in the, you know, plant foods, it's in all the things. So it, it literally is changing some of the properties of the produce itself but certainly reducing what's on the outside of it will go a long way to reducing the, the major source of exposure for sure.
0: Yeah. Thank, thank you again for explaining that. Thank you again for um, for being here. You know, um, I like ice cream. I like chocolate. <laughs> and that's my mood, right? Because it brings me joy. like everyone else, a million people around us. they they love ice cream because they, make them feel better when they're sorrow or when they're just happy and they just want more. Um, what are your thoughts on when people they have low energy or when they have that mood swing? Do we indulge on this? I'm not going to say crappy food, but just food in general that which is kind of not good for you. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, sugar is definitely not good for you, right? I mean, too much of it. So any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think we definitely do tend to use food for all of our emotions, good and bad emotions. When we're celebrating, we turn to food. When we're sad or depressed, we turn to food. When we're angry, sometimes we turn to food. And I think it is a source of comfort for us. And I think that's a really hard habit to kick. But I think if we can, if we can find alternative methods for celebrations, and how to deal with those emotions instead of feeding them will be better off. So Mm -hmm. I do think it's a, it's an important priority to really think about and focus on trying to find other non-food related things that can, you know, help us deal with those emotions, both good and bad. Mm -hmm. But I think it's common. It's, it's a common thing Mm -hmm. that we all do. In addition, we just love those foods. We love how they taste. They give us Mm -hmm. that dopamine rush. They make us feel good in the moment. We often end up with regret afterwards, but in the moment you do feel good. And so you it's understandable why people go back to it because you get that I feel good moment. And so I think the more we're aware of it, the more we're, you know, just mindfully eating, mindfully making choices before we eat, then we can at least reduce how often we give in to those things. I don't think it's necessarily something we have to a hundred percent avoid. You know, there's certain medical conditions that you probably should avoid, you know, high levels of sugar and certain kinds of junk food, because they really do make a dramatic difference in your disease progression. Mm. But I think for the most part, we just need to be more mindful about it, instead Mm. of kind of mindlessly taking all of these things that just feed our emotions.
0: Yeah, thank you. And, And what is your comfort food? Let me let me ask you that.
1: You know, it varies. It depends on what's going on and what's available. I'm not one that will go out of my way to get something that's not present in my house. So if I don't have it in my house, I'm far less likely to indulge. Mm -hmm. But I don't do as well, like at a party or at a potluck when all the food is just right there. It's much harder for me to resist. So I don't indulge a whole lot. My husband and I do love our ice cream. So that's our like birthday or holiday celebration that we'll do once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, we just generally try to avoid those things by not having them in our house. So Mm -hmm. we won't go through the extra effort to go get them.
0: Of course, of course. I mean, with the holidays and everything else that, you know, is going on, uh, from, from last year and then obviously Valentine's is coming and then there's another (laughs) holiday coming up on top of that and then another one. And then maybe I'm, I'm pretty sure your birthday is landing there somewhere. I mean, there, there are places we just have to kind of stop and think that, Have I done enough for those six days that I can kind of cheat that one day or a month? But then just like what you said, I mean, if there is some something that you are going with, you need to stop. Like, for example, if you're diabetic or if you're a a blood pressure, you're not supposed to have certain things also. So you just have to be a little mindful when it comes to that. Am I right on that?
1: Yeah, I think even if you are going to indulge, just being mindful about how much you indulge. You know, maybe you do have that treat meal out, Hmm. but you don't let it become a week or a month or six months, you know, or you don't, if you're going to have a birthday celebration, maybe you don't buy a gallon of ice cream. Maybe you buy a pint, (laughs) you know, you just kind of be mindful about even how much you indulge. You can still indulge in it, but maybe you just don't go all out with it.
0: So you're saying I should not buy a five gallon ice cream.
1: (laughs) If your goal is to eat less of it, probably not.
0: Okay. Thank you again for that. So we have actually started a new segment for season three for Back to Basics, which is the rapid fire round. There are some words and sentences which I'll mention. And whatever the first thing comes out of your mouth and out of your thought process, let's go and talk about that, if, if that's okay. 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 The first word is going to be nature.
1: Nature. Uh, that is one of my favorite things ever. Anytime you can get outside, the better.
0: Uh, foundation.
1: Foundation would be the basics, getting back to, you know, those wholesome basics that matter.
0: Mm. Organic. Uh,
1: Clean, healthy, uh, you know, reduced toxins. Lifestyle. Lifestyle is the combination of all of your habits, all of the things that you do every single day. Mm. Cooking. Cooking is an important part of living a healthy life. Mm.
0: Processed.
1: Processed generally means altered or adulterated and often means not so healthy.
0: Mm. Fitness.
1: Fitness, again, is kind of like lifestyle. It's the combination of all the things you do to be physically and mentally capable. Mm.
0: Technology, disadvantage or advantage?
1: I think it's both, but I am a fan of technology. We just need to be mindful with how we use it and how
0: much. Hmm. Mood.
1: Uh, that one obviously can be up or down as well, but I think we have a lot more control over how our moods are going than we often give credit.
0: Hmm. Low energy or high energy?
1: I think this is another state that we have a lot of control over. We can actually impact it a lot by our overall lifestyle habits.
0: Hmm. And I'm going to ask you this word again but give me a different answer, which is lifestyle.
1: Okay. Um, a different answer in what way?
0: Well, because lifestyle is like the default answer for most of the nutrition stuff, right? Because we need to change our lifestyle. What is? Is there a different definition to lifestyle do you think that we should come up with?
1: Well, I think it's it's all of it. It's not just nutrition, but it's exercise and sleep and stress and the products that you use and your mindset, you know, the thoughts that are going through your mind every single day, the stories that you tell yourself. I think it's, it's all of the things that play into what your life looks like.
0: Hmm. Okay. And the last two words is going to be back to basics.
1: Back to basics would be getting back to those basics, getting back to the foundations, getting back to life as it should be.
0: And the last one is going to be nutrition.
1: Nutrition. This is a big one. I think it's providing with your body, providing your body with the nutrients that it really needs, giving it all of the vitamins, minerals, proteins, fats, all of the things that it actually needs.
0: Yeah. Thank you again for, for, for playing the game for, uh, back to basics, uh, You know rapid fire and I'm very excited for for this game actually because it makes me think it makes you think as to How everyone thinks when when these words come up right and and they always have different different answers and different definitions for that You know, let let me ask you this and and the one of the last questions for the for the evening here Is nutrition lifestyle and technology if you had to choose between these three which one would you choose first, second, and third?
1: Um, well, I would say, I think nutrition is part of lifestyle. But if we take nutrition out of the rest of lifestyle and separate them out, then I would say nutrition first, because that's the building blocks for everything inside your body. And then I would say lifestyle. And then technology, I think, again, can be positive or negative. It depends on how you're using it. I think it provides us with a lot of fantastic data that we wouldn't otherwise have. And Mm so if we're using it for good, if we're using it to help our health, then I think it's tremendous. But I would put it at the third of those three.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you again for playing the game. And thank you again for coming on Back to Basics. But before you leave today, do you have any last words for all my Back to Basics listeners? And and how is your journey on Back to Basics, too, on top of that?
1: Yeah. I would just say, you know, be your own advocate. If you feel like you are struggling with something or you have a goal or you have something that's just not as good as you'd like it to be in your life. First of all, that's not a problem. You haven't done anything wrong. You can always improve. And it doesn't mean that you don't love your body. So be your own advocate, fight for yourself. You can love where you're at and strive for something better but fight for those answers. Do the research. Ask around. Get multiple opinions. Keep searching. Don't just take one doctor's opinion or your sister's opinion or whatever. Keep fighting for your health because you know your body better than anyone else.
0: Yeah, and thank you again for for coming on Back to Basics and 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 sharing the small knowledge that you have when it comes to the foundation of health. And it's so needed, as I said earlier in the in the beginning of the the, the episode today um but thank you again for, for supporting me
1: yeah thank you so much for having me this was a lot of fun and I enjoyed sharing what I know
0: thank you thank you so guys we spoke with our guest today and we talked about the basics of the foundation of health right and health is very important just like what I said earlier in the beginning of the episode health is wealth and that's just what it is we've got to take care of ourselves we only have vessel till we pass on right so taking care of that vessel, taking care of that soul is the key. Lifestyle, nutrition and technology. Those are the three things that we talked about and how it's advantage or disadvantage. And that's up to you to decide. But here's a quote the today from Back to Basics. And hopefully my guest will like this. A healthy attitude is a contentious, but don't wait to catch it from others. Be a carrier. Now, as usual, as always, what do we always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless, and I will see you next time on Back to Basics.
1: Hi, my name is Andrea Nicholson. Thank you for Back to Basic for inviting me over. Don't forget to subscribe and keep on listening. Remember, everything in life is going back to basics.
0: Hi, guys. Thank you again for tuning in to Back to Basics and listening to the the excellent uh, episode that we had today uh, with our guest. You know, with your love and support, we do need you to at least rate our show, review our show, because it does make us stronger day by day, week by week, as I usually say on my episodes. And there are three things in this episode that it makes a hit for me which is the content, the guest, and definitely the host. So, guys, take care. God bless. And remember, everything in life goes back to basics. And that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless. And see you next time on Back to Basics. (music)